Hello and welcome to another episode of Cinema Oblivion, your podcast for discussions on films that are out of date, out of fashion, out of style, or in today's episode, I don't even know what. Uh, <laughs> as usual, I'm your host, James Eldred, and guess who's back? Hey, it's me, Madeline. Madeline? <laughs> I actually spoke when you when you intended for me to. <laughs> yes. Madeline's back once again. Thank you, Madeline, for joining us. Us oh, being me. <laughs> I love it. I love it here. It's great here. Yeah, I'm happy. Um, today we will be talking about a a a film that is your fault. This is all your this is the two in a row for you. No, no, because yeah. last was me. Last was me. But this yeah, is the second I, one of like this is the second one I recommended to you that you actually went and watched and liked. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's good for you. But before we talk about that movie, I wanted to wanted to ask really quick since we're coming up at the end of the year, and you watch way more new movies than me. I um, do. I watch a lot of movies. Yeah. What's what? And you got any recommend year end recommendations? Best of the year, best of whatever. I, so I mean, I've got like, I saw Terrifier two twice in theaters. I, I I'm I fucking love it. But I can't recommend that to everybody or most people. Um, but Thank yeah, you. then okay. So let me think. There was a Spanish film um, called Piggy about okay. an overweight girl who's like bullied really badly, and then s- s- her bullies wind up in a really bad situation, and she has the chance to help them, and she doesn't. And it, oh, I like it's that. sort of like the jumping off point of the movie. It's really good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Shot in four three, which I think is fucking cool. I'm, that's what I'm telling people. Four three is the new punk. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so you're saying Zach Fond- Zach Fonda's punk rock? Oh no! Did he shoot something in four three? I don't uh, like that, him. That's that super long version of Justice League. D- did he always shoot in four three, or do you think he just cropped it? He probably just cropped it. Yeah, he's a he's a jerk. So okay. <laughs> four th- three is punk as long as you're not Zack Snyder. Um, okay. Yeah, like the enough. other the other movie I saw this year that was shot in four three, but I don't think it's made it out of the festival circuit yet is um, Carter Smith's Swallowed. Okay. Which Carter Smith is a gay filmmaker. He did The Ruins. Oh, I know you like that movie. I love The Ruins, and he hasn't made a movie in almost like a decade, and so this was his comeback film made super 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 indie um with uh mark Patton from nightmare on elm street 2 oh, and fuck. it's like the gayest a, movie it's a gay horror film but it's not like what you think of when you hear gay horror because oh, is, it's, is it good it's really good i'm and it's, gay and i can say that but a lot of <laughs> yeah it is it is horror that is more applicable to to like a gay person than a straight person basically okay Okay. Like that's what I mean when I say gay horror. It's like the horror itself is like more like like I I don't know scarier if you are living like a gay lifestyle. I guess is the way Yo. to put it. Okay, <laughs> I I highly recommend it whenever it does come out. Is but it- my favorite my favorite movie of the year was probably Resurrection with um with um Rebecca Hall, which I don't even want to say anything about it. Just watch it. It's so sick. Is it is it fucked up? Yeah, it's real fucked up. Uh, I I, knew. You, I think you could you could do it though. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm looking I'm looking at the the one the uh oh that one yeah I've heard of this that's Tim Roth yeah. right yes yes Tim Roth is, yeah yeah is, yeah is so that, that is that is good 
Yeah, it is gaslighting the the psychological horror movie. Okay, I have questions that are slightly spoilery that I'll ask you off can off the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we could talk I, about it. We could talk about it. <laughs> I'm a basic bitch. So my favorite movie this year was Top Gun Maverick. But <laughs> I've only seen ten films this year. Oh wow. I already yeah. have ten favorites. And that means yeah. I've seen like Way more than ten that are not my favorite. <laughs> I can tell you that. So according to Letterbox, I might have missed one, but on Letterbox, the ten films I've watched this year are Jackass Forever, <laughs> which was very good. Yeah. Um, if you like Jackass, uh, that Abercrombie and Fitch documentary on Netflix, which was definitely worth watching. Um, oh. but don't sign up for Netflix for it. Um, <laughs> Top Gun, which was fantastic. Firestarter, which is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. The Firestarter remake. Yeah, I don't want to watch that. I didn't. I was just curious because I love the I love yeah. the original. But yeah, oh, it was. I'm gonna do a whole episode with very special guests about comparing the two versions of Firestarter next. You year. should. I would like I, to listen to that. I have yeah, no I interest some, in seeing a Firestarter remake, but I would love to hear you talk about it. It was terrible. <laughs> and then Prey, which was fantastic. Um, the Predator movie, Prey, uh, and then. The new Weird Al movie. Oh, I saw that one. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah. Um, see how they run, which was okay. Kind of that cute murder mystery. Uh, and then I, I watched the Rob Zombie Munsters, which I liked way more than I thought I would. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the terrible new Hellraiser, which was awful. I have and, not watched that yet. Oh, so bad. And the last Halloween, which I liked, but I'm in a minority. So yeah. um, I don't have a... Cool- a- I'm sorry. According to my letterbox, I have seen 56 2022 movies. Hell. And almost none of the ones you just mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like I said, I'm I'm my my new movie tastes are very basic. You know, because I'm in Japan also. So like it's hard to see like the hip indie flick. It'll yeah, come yeah. here on home video. It'll be here. I'll have to import it on, you know, when it comes out on Blu-ray. Because it's yeah, not yeah. gonna come here. So, like, Resurrection is actually available here. I can go buy that. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, you yeah. should absolutely watch it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I might do that. But my choices are to wait, for, use, use my VP. Is it streaming yet? Is it streaming? It's on Shutter. Yeah. Okay, good. Because if I'm going to buy it, it's going to cost like $75. Oh, no. You should just watch it streaming for sure. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Uh, I will recommend one movie I watched recently. Uh, last night, we watched two movies. We watched The Gallo called Smile Before Death, which was, which was kind of hilarious. And we watched, I bought a Sunny Chiba box set because uh, Japan and Very cool. a movie called yeah. uh, Yakuza Wolf. I, Yakuza Wolf, I Perform Murder. Whoa, that's a title. Yeah, and he's right. Um, <laughs> he does perform a lot of murder um it was a not a great movie but it was in obscenely violent very silly <laughs> awesome 70s fashion um like lapels echo down all the way um all the sideburns uh oh, this sounds incredible some uh, one really skeezy sexual assault scene so tr- so warning there um it's kind of played for laughs because 70s japan um but I recommend. I'm going to watch part two next week. I'm pretty stoked about that. Uh, so, But speaking of um, content warnings, we still probably have one for this movie, too. I feel like this movie is... Uh, it, it's so problematic. <laughs> yeah, so today... That's my segue. Today we are talking about 
Butcher Baker Murder Maker, a.k.a. Night Warning. And I think it had a third title in England, but I forgot what it was. Um, oh, yeah, th- those are the two big ones. And um, this, is, uh, this is on you. Yeah, I recommended <laughs> this to you. So this was, uh, this was my third time seeing it. Oh, this is my... F- so when you recommended this <laughs> and Fangs to me the same day, yeah. Which is probably the best duo recommendation of anybody in the history of the world. So thank you, Madeline. <laughs> I was trying um, to give you a really good double feature. <laughs> that was a, we watched them both. We watched them both in a weekend. And then I watched them both the next day to show another friend. It's like, I very rarely do that. I did that for Miami Connection, um, Drunken Master 2, uh, and this. Um, so before we get into what it's about, how did you find this fucking thing? <laughs> okay. All right. So okay. I saw this movie for the first time. Um, I'm trying to think. Okay, <laughs> here we go. I saw this movie for the first time at the Alamo Draft House. The Alamo Draft House has a national, um, like several series that they do nationally, like throughout America. Um, and Terror Tuesdays, they do horror films on Tuesday. Weird Wednesdays, they do cult weird bizarre movies on wednesday and uh when i lived in san francisco i would go to both almost every week and it was like my whole social scene and we would just get trashed and watch you know prints of these crazy movies that none of us had ever heard of and so that was where i first saw butcher baker nightmare maker but here's the thing i was blackout drunk ah okay so um i (laughs) no remember didn't remember seeing this (laughs) i know what a what a shock (laughs) so um about like last year i started a horror club in astoria so we have the astoria horror club in queens new york and i've made a bunch of really cool friends and one of my friends is this guy justin um great buddy of mine his favorite movie is alligator i think i even name dropped him yeah, on the he, alligator yeah, episode. yeah he had the game or something yeah yeah, yeah. yes he, he has the alligator game yeah. and he's like i just saw the craziest movie i've ever seen i was looking for female serial killers and someone <laughs> recommended this to me and you have to see this movie and i'm like oh cool i've never heard of it i'll come over and watch it so i went over to their place and i was watching it and it was like deja vu nonstop <laughs> the whole time. And then all of a sudden, like at at like a pivotal story point, I'm like, this is everything that's about to happen. And it all just happened. And I went, I've seen this movie, but I think I was blackout drunk. <laughs> so it was amazing because I got to experience it for the first time twice, pretty much. So basically you're advocating uh irresponsible drinking. Um Yes and no. Hey, you know, what a, I'm not judging. Do you do you? If you are younger than 30, go for it. Once you hit 30, cut it off. Shut it down. Yeah, maybe. I'm yeah. over 30 now, so I I simply cannot. Yeah, I'm over 40. So You don't look it. <laughs> well, thank This is why this is why I do video now in the podcast so people can say that to me. Thank yeah, so you. people can tell you how young you look. Yes, yeah, please. Oh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, so I now I'm obsessed with this movie. Yeah, me like, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've watched it several times since 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 you recommended it. I, it is one I show. It is it is it is reached James Cannon. 
of like, <laughs> if you're going to be friends of James, you have to watch this. You have to watch The Warriors. You have to watch Streets of Fire. You have to watch How the Duck. I'm sorry. Um, Amazing. Yeah, it's, you know, Drunken Master 2, the thing. You know, those are the standards. Yeah. And yeah, I, I am completely blown away by it. I When we watched it on Shudder, it's on Shudder. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least it was. Um, I don't know if it still is. I recommend mm-hmm. it. And then while I was watching it, I bought the Blu-ray. Is it the Code Red Blu-ray? Yeah, which is pretty good, but it doesn't have subtitles. It kind of pisses me off. Oh, um, that sucks. Yeah, I, yeah, that's the one I have. I uh, That's the one that I watched earlier this week, too. Yes, yeah. yes. So yeah. it is a good Blu-ray. I was Blu-ray. so happy when I bought it. Just like yeah, owning yeah. this feels like such a treasure. Yeah, I bought yeah. this and Fangs the same day. So um, Hell yeah. Good job. But yeah, uh, we should say what it's about. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we're, we're going to go kind of Vegas to start because if you haven't seen this movie, you need to watch this movie. We're going to spoil it eventually. Yeah. So, uh, let me, I, I, I want to, so, hmm, how do I describe this? So, it's about a boy named Billy who lives with his aunt, Cheryl, who's raised him since his ki- his parents died in a horrific car accident. A, a horrific, never-ending car accident. <laughs> yes. And Aunt Cheryl is weird. And, um... Things get weirder, and it and and then they get weirder. And Aunt Sarah's weird. Um, she's very possessive, uh, and horny. <laughs> she's got a lot of quirks. <laughs> no, she's... I have a lot of quirks. This bitch is yeah. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fair. <laughs> and it is um. Very strange. It's a one of a kind film in a lot of different ways in terms of its portrayal of LGBT themes, which we'll get to. Oh boy, uh, what? It, in a good way. In a good way. I think it's really know. odd, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll, and, we'll we'll get in depth in that. Yeah. And just how the, kind of the everything about the movie is crazy, and I really want to talk about who made it really quick because <laughs> this is fascinating to me. So. This movie was directed by William Asher, who, for two things, so a few things about William Asher. His dad was E.M. Asher. He produced Universal's Frankenstein and Dracula, which is, you know, so coming from royalty. Um, William Asher made a few films that we'll get to, but he also kind of invented the three camera sitcom. (laughs) (laughs) He directed a lot of small TV, and then in 1952, he became the director of I Love Lucy directed over 100 episodes of the 180 show kind of, and he i don't know if he invented a three camera setup but he popularized it and so he's he's kind of incorrectly but almost correctly called the god the inventor of the modern sitcom he also directed a one episode of twilight zone which is bad but mr beavis he directed the patty duke show gidget um and then 131 episodes of bewitched he married yes. elizabeth montgomery Incredible. He also, yeah, he directed the Paul Lynn show, which is my favorite <gasps> idea, favorite bad idea ever. Let's give the the glass closeted man the family sitcom. Um, and he directed TV shows based on Harper Valley PTA, Private Benjamin and the Bad News Bears, and Alice. So long, weird TV career, and he also directed all the Beach Party movies. <laughs> the, the, Beach Party, Muscle Beach Party, Bikini Beach, ble- Beach Blanket Bingo, How to Stuff a Wild Bikini, like all the Annette Funicello movies. 
That's wild. Yeah. I've, I've then- seen a handful of the, the beach movies, too. Like, I've seen Beach Blanket Bingo. Um, and and if you were to... I would never, ever guess that the same person directed <laughs> everything yeah. we just listed. Yeah. And then also Butcher Baker. Yeah. And, like, like the most wholesome shit. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I Love Lucy. You don't get much more Americana than that. And... He directed a like a, a race car movie in the in the late sixties called Fireball Five Hundred, nineteen sixty six, and that was the last movie he directed until Butcher Baker. They're all Frankie Murderman. Avalon movies too. It was like him all and Frankie, Frankie Avalon were were big buddies. Yeah, I've only seen one of those movies that he didn't direct. I saw Doctor Goldfoot and Bikini Machine. Mm-hmm. Big recommend. That's a yeah. That's a that's a good dumb piece of shit fun movie. <laughs> uh, with Vincent Price as as the titular Doctor Goldfoot with a theme Hell song yeah. by, with a, with a dope theme song by the fucking Supremes, <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Goldfoot. Anyway, um, after this, he made one more movie called Movers and Shakers, which was a Walter Matthau, Charles Grodin movie about trying to make about producers trying to make a movie based on a sex manual. Oh wow. I know nothing I kinda, about it. I kind of want to watch that. <laughs> I'm sure it's bad. I'm just going to go out on a limb it and say it's, be. It's, Yeah. Let's see. Let's really quick. Uh, live Googling. I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, on IMDb, uh, that has... He did a lot of movies, actually. It's hard to find all his stuff. Actually, yeah. yeah um, and I can't even find it. Um, movies and Sakers, yeah. 1985. Edit, edit, edit. Uh, has a 4.2 on IMDb. Uh, and it was written by Not Charles well Grodin. Liked. Written yeah. by Charles Grodin. Um, also stars Gilda Radner. Um, and people I never heard of. So I'm sure it's great. <laughs> uh, I, I said, I'll, I'll add it to my queue. Um, recommended if you like A Simple Twist of Fate with Steve Martin. Um, <laughs> so I don't think that's accurate. But that looks terrible. But yeah, Strain's weird, bizarre career. He died in 2012 at the age of 90. Um, yeah, and I will say, through, considering all his achievements, he only has one Emmy, which seems fucked up. Uh, Actually, that that is shocking to me. Yeah, he was yeah. nominated uh, four Susan times. Tyrell has more awards than he does. <laughs> well, she should. Um, yeah. I mean, she should have literally every award. Yes, she should. We'll get to her in a minute. But yeah, this yeah, yeah crazy. What a weird little blip on a. Career, like this is the least con- next to that mo- other movie. This is probably one of the least consequential things this man did. But hey, you know, good on him. I I listened to the commentary track. Well, most of it, I I had some things. Um, but uh, they didn't mention how they got him. Allegedly, there was another director first. Um, somebody named Michael Miller who filmed the opening scene. I think. Yes, um, with with. with- with okay, so I can't find a source on that, but according to Wikipedia, Jean de Bont mm-hmm. was a cinematographer for the opening. Jean de Bont of he was of Speed and Twister. Yes, and a cinematographer of Cujo and Die Hard and Die Hard. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So you know he knows what he's doing, but that, I can see it because that opening is fucking. It's wild. It's insane. Uh, yeah. Yes. And, but he's he's the main guy who directed it. The writers, none of them really did much. Uh, there's a guy named, so the main writer was Steve Bremer. I think it's like B-R-E-I-M-E-R. Long, 
continuing my tradition on this podcast of not knowing how to say last names. Um, Japanese is great because it's all phonetic. Anyway, um, <laughs> but I he this is his only writing and production credit. He's a lawyer now. I think he's a lawyer, and he's done legal work on M Night Shyamalan films. That's incredible. So he's he's an entertainment lawyer. Yeah, it would appear that it would appear. Yeah. He has a lot of special thanks on. He has a special thanks on Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, The Village, The Visit, and Split. How interesting. Yes. Yeah, so I don't know. He also was a production secretary on Chatterbox. Do you know what Chatterbox is? I do not. Chatterbox is a film about a woman who wakes up one day and her vagina can talk to her. I want to watch that. That don't, actually sounds. Don't. Oh it's no, ter- it's bad. Oh, oh, that's such a bummer. It's it, the vagina. Her vagina wants to be a singer, and so I'm, I'm you get sorry, all these amazing stuff. It sounds amazing. <laughs> You're not wrong, and it has and it has Rip Taylor in it. Um, <laughs> but it is horrible, horrible. Oh, I have bad. never seen the movie about the talking penis. I forgot the name of that movie. Um, me and him, me and him. I don't know which is worse. That's an idea for a very bad double feature. Um, so that's a bad movie but I thought I thought thought it was hilarious that my my knowledge of Chatterbox came back the other writers haven't done much a guy named Alan J. Gluckman actually he did he did write a bit he wrote Ruskies (laughs) which I saw in the theater Uh, that's like a Cold War kids movie about kids who become friends of a Western sailor Um, he has he has story credit on Gross Anatomy yeah yeah which is surprising (laughs) And he wrote an episode of Xena and an episode of Swamp Thing. Um, so that's an interesting career. And then uh-huh. Boone Collins. This is Who a great seems name. seems to have been the most successful of the Successful, of the bunch. air quotes. Yeah, yeah, in air quotes. Um, writing a bunch of straight-to-video shit. Uh-huh. Uh, Sleepover Nightmare. Abducted 2, The Reunion. And, and, and abducted, I'm sorry. Uh, Centurion 12 in 2020. Um... Yeah. Oh, and and Sally Feel Good and Company from 1975. I I can't find anything about that, but all movies all movies description of that is a wandering prostitute uses her unique talents to bring peace to a rowdy Canadian mining camp. I mean, that sounds great. Yes, it does. But we we haven't talked about the most important people who worked on this film. Yes. So so uh, uh Madeline, who is the production sound mixer on this? Um, let me see. You're going to It's art names. It's art names. It's art names. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and why is art names so significant? You tell me why is art names so significant? Because he made fangs. Yes, fuck yeah. The writer director author of fangs. <laughs> yes, it turns out he did do other things. And it yes. was sound on Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker and Alligator. <laughs> And alligator. Yeah. And the boom operator is Peggy Names, which I don't know if that's his wife or his daughter or sister or whatever. Man, um Art Names is like a main character of your podcast. <laughs> it's, it's me, you, and Art Names. <laughs> yeah. You've only been on here, I think, two more times than Art Names. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you're you're gonna have to do um what else has he worked on? He worked on the hitcher. You should do that with someone else. <laughs> So, yeah, well, no, no, so you, no, we gotta, we gotta keep it. We gotta keep it. Um, yeah. The Madeline James art names combo. Vari- <laughs> I really v- like that. <laughs> variety hour. Um, but like Peggy names, I don't know who she, like, 
again, when we talked about art names on the Fangs podcast, really hard to Google that name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Peggy Names is a sound person up until 2017 on a video game. She did, she did sound on one of the Wolfenstein games. But she, did, she was a boom operator on the Oz, on Sam Raimi's Oz movie. She was a boom operator on uh, Minority Report, National Treasure, War of the Worlds, Polar Express, Terminator 3, AI, Punch Drunk Love, Evolution, Little Nikki, What Lies Beneath, Amistad, Stargate. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a career. I I bet you never see a fucking boom mic in those movies. I bet she's good at her job. The name's Uh, family gets it done. The name's family gets it done. But, like, again, I don't know who she is in relation to art because she's credited. Her first work is on black shampoo, (laughs) um, which I own, um, as a boom operator, as Peggy Wagoner. So I don't know if she married art names or what. But I want to know more about art names and piggy names. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, we, we have spent the most time talking about a boom operator than anybody has in the history <laughs> of a podcast. Um, yeah. Let's move on to the cast. This movie. Sto- wait, wait, sto- one, wait. I got one more. I got, you got one, one more. more. I'm sorry. The ed- did, did, you, did you catch who the editor was? No, I didn't have time. I'm sorry. Ted Nicolau. Um, so Ted Nicolau is a uh, a full moon um, alum. Oh, dear. And he did my two, he directed my two, two of my favorite full moon movies. I am a full moon fanatic. Okay. Um, Tra- Charles Band is, you know, pretty scummy con man, but somehow um, the full moon empire has created some wonderful films and uh, bad channels and terror vision. Okay. Oh, terror is uh, great. Yeah. I, I yeah. love terror vision. If you like uh, Terrorvision and you have not seen Bad Channels, you will like Bad Channels. It's basically Terrorvision except in a uh, radio studio. Okay, and it has more like Quinn. the same. Yes, Bad okay, Channels cool. is 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 great. Yeah, Terrorvision like, for everybody out there is about a family whose satellite system receives an alien, um, and that has Mary Warnow in it, uh, just eating scenery. Uh, yes, like Wonderful. he does in every movie. <laughs> Yeah, and so yeah, he did um, Butcher Baker uh, as editor uh, before he started working with Full Moon. So, so this was like one of his earlier films. Yeah, he's Uh, a director. He's a director. Yeah, he directed Terrorvision. Yeah, shit, that's good for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, No, he's he's great. Yeah, cool. I didn't know that. Thank you for Mm -hmm. that. Um, The replacement cinematographer did cinematography on Wild Hogs. I'm glad. I'm glad that made it in. <laughs> Robbie Greenberg. He's won. He's won two Emmys. So, just, just FYI on that. Okay. okay. Yeah. Now we're good. Let's move on. Now to the we're cast. good. Now we're good. <laughs> Butcher Baker, Nightmare Maker. I I really this movie came out in 1981, but I really feel like they got the last kid from the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy McNichol plays Billy, 
the the poor 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 Billy. Oh um, man, Billy Jimmy McNichol, who I know almost nothing about before, and who I knew nothing about before this, um, is like if you go to his wiki, it's really hyperbolic <laughs> about what a big deal he was. I don't know who the fuck this kid is. I wonder like, if he wrote it. <laughs> it feels like he did. It says. On his wiki, it's like, at the beginning of his career, his popularity quickly grew, causing networks like CBS to create and implement multiple television series specifically for his involvement in leading roles. Oh, my God. (laughs) And, like, dude, you were on two TV shows that got canceled in one year. Yeah. (laughs) You were on The Fitzpatrick's, Fuck If I Know, and California Fever, Fuck If I Know. Yeah. He was also in a movie called California Cowboys. Um. (laughs) And he looks like if like Leaf Garrett and Donny Osmond had a kid. Like, that is that is dead on. That's perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> he has that that perfectly quaff, quaffed whatever that word is, seventies uh, hair. He's like mm-hmm. bone skinny. He's the kind of guy that girls who are scared to meet guys <laughs> have a crush on. <laughs> He's like cute but completely sexless. I'm sorry. I don't like those kind of people. Uh, like, I mean, I I can say I wouldn't have been into him. Let's let's yeah, be fair. Yeah, he, he looks like a Japanese idol. Like, yeah, that's yeah. that's my that's my go to. Uh, I think he's good in this movie. I do too. Um, yeah, like I I he's he's sort of the main character. Yeah, yeah, and and I think he he holds his own without uh, ever overshadowing. Yeah, the better character. <laughs> We also should more. mention his his sister is Christy McNichol, who mm-hmm. was on Empty Nest. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. She she seems to have had a slightly better career than he she did. Retired, she retired. She retired. She's she's living happily with her wife now. So good for her. Yeah, um, good. Yes, but he, Jimmy McNichol was on an episode of VR Troopers <laughs> in the nineties, <laughs> and he was on something called Decker, which is by Tim Heidecker. And I oh. don't understand. I don't understand Tim Heidecker. Um, oh my god. Yeah. I do. Okay. I, I, yes. Oh, <gasps> that's crazy. Yeah. It was like a fake cop show. Okay. Um where uh where he like Tim Heidecker is Decker. Um it's all it's all like very, very dry, strange, cringy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't like that. I can't <laughs> well I do I, I I don't hate I understand why people like it, but I just cringe too much. I don't like it. Like <laughs> you know, my boyfriend and I just got done watching all nine seasons of Night Court. That's where my sense of humor goes. Okay, yeah, not, yeah. Ironic, no. I mean, give me, give me Dan Fielding being canceled. Um, but yeah, he, not a big career. Much bigger person in this film. Uh, who plays uh, Aunt Cheryl? Susan Tyrell. Oh Absolute, my god! You know, beam of light, incredible cult actress oh my god yes so what have you seen her in um i mean forbidden zone is the big one i feel like that was like the first time i i really acknowledged her but um i know that she's been in like flesh and blood which is verhoven um she was in god she was in something i watched very recently was it angel is she an angel yes she's an angel she is the the landlady yeah yeah, so I saw her in Angel very recently. Um, 
she has an appearance in Rockula, which I've seen a million times. She has like the most incredible cult like career. Yeah, she she has an amazing career. Uh, I did not realize she was the landlady in Angel until yeah. Um, until I was researching this because she's so good in that movie. I knew exactly. Movies. I knew exactly who she was when she showed up on screen. But I saw Angel very recently, so uh, it was. Like, did you like Angel? Oh my god, I did. I did. I, enjoyed I Angel love quite a bit. Angel. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was a delight. Yeah. <laughs> that is a. Um, that has one of my favorite lines of any movie ever. When she's playing cards with May, the trans, the older trans prostitute. Yeah. And May says, and I'm going to use a not nice word here. I'm sorry. Um, May says, when my when I was a kid, my father warned me. He said, Rachel, don't ever play cards with Jewish dykes. They cheat. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> I know. But just the, the fact that this guy uh. is saying, my dad said, Rachel? <laughs> like, don't ever, I don't know what about it. But I like... Uh, Susan Tyrell is great in that movie. Everyone is great in Angel. Angel is top to bottom amazing acting. Uh, I also know Susan Tyrell from like Forbidden Zone, mm-hmm. and uh, which is a fucking nightmare film. Um, it's been a long time since I last saw it, and I, I would I, I really have been wanting to rewatch. I'm a big Oingo Boingo fan, so oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, her 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 then boyfriend, um, her whatever his name is, the little the little guy from Fantasy Island. Uh, she dated him. They lived together for two years. Uh, the rules. I would have <laughs> so cool. loved to see both of them drunk together. <laughs> yeah, and me too. Her biggest role, though, was in Fat City. Have you seen Fat City? No, I don't even know what Fat City is. It's I, a John I have, Huston film. Yeah, and I know John Huston, but I think when it comes oh, yeah. to like award-winning films from pre-1980, I've got a lot of blind spots. Okay, so yeah. when when that when I was like looking at Susan Tyrell's career and saw she won an Academy Award for this, um, or nominated, was she nominated? nominated. She was only nominated. I was like, "What is Fat City?" And then I I'm like, "Oh well, this has got a lot of names in it." Have yeah, you seen that, this? no, I really want to now because yeah. I recognize the VHS box because video store. Um, but that has a uh, Stacy Keach, and I, I like Stacy Keach quite a bit. Uh, Jeff Bridges, Susan Tyrell, and Candy Clark, and I love Candy Clark. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in my, one of my favorite movies, Q, Q the Winged Serpent. Uh, she's also movie. in American Graffiti and like yeah. and like real movies. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, yeah, that that looks really good. Like she was nominated for an award for that. Stacy Keach was a big fan of Susan Tyrell. Um, when I was reading her obituaries, she passed away in 2012, unfortunately. Yeah, um, a lot of st- like a lot of the obituary had interviews with him. And he called her a beat-up Marilyn Monroe. That's so cool. <laughs> and I want to read two quotes about... Well, three quotes that's of, from Susan Tyrell. Um, here's one. Quote, I find beauty in the grotesque and in the sweet soul inside someone who has been able to get through their life without being a rat's ass. Such people should be collected, should be swept up immediately and kept in a box of broken people. Oh. And I, I just I think that's sweet. And then is. and then another one was this is the last thing her mom said to her, and not when her mom passed. I think her mom was alive when she passed. I think this was the last thing they said in an argument. And they quit talking. Um, she said, 
Susan, your life is a celebration of everything that is cheap and tawdry. <laughs> and then Susan said, I've always liked that. And I try to live that's, up to it. Honestly, that's so fierce. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then one more thing. She was in, in Warhol circle for a while. And she said she didn't, she didn't do any drugs with Warhol. But then she said, later on in life, I found beer and acid. They were my best drugs. And mescaline. <laughs> If you can, if you get the Blu-ray for this, watch the Susan Tyrell footage because it's basically her watching the movie. And she said, she looked up, she was, oh man, the world lost a true talent when she passed away. I mean, honestly, it's an incredible performance. Like, oh my God. One of the the greatest serial killer performances. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm like giving away the fact that her character is pretty much a serial killer. killer. I believe she qualifies for the the number and length of time that she did (laughs) her her crimes. Um, But just, she is not afraid to be ugly. No, she's not afraid to be ugly. Over the top. So good looking in the beginning. Like mm-hmm. she's she's so I like like looks a little older, but her hair is beautiful, her face is so cute, she's dressed really nicely, and she does such a transformation into like a goblin. And throughout it's the movie. One of the, and you know, movies are filmed out of sequence. We know we we, we know that. But yeah. it's, I feel like in every scene she's in, she just notches it up just one. Yes. Because it it's, doesn't it's incredible. When later on there was a big drop, but for the most part, it's a really slow decay. Yeah. Like but even st- in, in the big change, it's really just in her appearance. Yeah. And she still isn't acting fully gone. Like yeah. she's she's a master. Yeah. And yeah. it's just really subtle things like how she says I can't say a word because it's a spoiler, but how she says some words or how Early, like the very first scene in the film, she goes into Billy's room and kind of grossly gets on top of him and purrs in his ear. <laughs> and just the way she says Billy. Yeah. And it's like, I need a shower now. It's so uh, icky. <laughs> yeah, it's super. See, it's the, yeah, it is the, all the ick all the time. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, amazing performance. Let's just mm-hmm. like, and the few reviews I could find of this, because there weren't many, even the ones who hated the movie. And if they didn't like a performance, they would like, well, she went hog. Like, see, <laughs> she didn't. Uh, I read one that compared to Jack Nicholson, which I think is a good comparison. Kind of actually, like, that is a great comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just the like ability not- to go full unhinged, yeah, but feel like it's controlled, you know, and not be afraid to look like a complete mess. Like, yeah, or to 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 do something that like people might find funny, uh, accidentally funny, but just. Mm-hmm. Go for it. She's just like, oh my God. We'll talk more about her performance as we spoil the film. Yes, Uh, yes. uh, Not a lot of other huge names. Uh, Bo Severson's in this movie. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) Is he ever? Uh, He might be the first actor I've I've had on here who's taller than me. Uh, I think he's about my height, 6'6". He's a big man. Mm. Uh, I, I, I say in my notes, when you absolutely positively want Joe Don Baker, but you can't get him. You get both Vincent. Both Vincent. Because he was the repla- he was the replacement Buford Pupper. Bu- Buford Pusser in the Walking Tall movies. Because mm-hmm. after the first Walking Tall, Joe Don Baker's like, I'm good. And Bo's like, I'm not. And then he came in. <laughs> uh he's in a lot of stuff. 
Um, and he, he, he always stands out, literally. <laughs> have, have you seen anything else that he's actually like been in, like has a major role in? Have I? Or do I just know who he is because he's one of those guys? He is six foot six. Um, he's my height. Yeah. Like, I think I've seen a lot of the, the movies that he's in. Yeah, he has but, small roles and stuff. Like, he's yeah, in like he Kill shows Bill. up in a, in a lot of like action movies from the eighties. Yeah. Um, so, but I feel like he's just someone I I like, I've seen Snow Beast. That movie is terrible. I That's heard that the, was a good. Is yeah. it a good bad? Is it a good bad? No, it's a oh, bad okay. bad. It's, in, a bad, in, bad. it's it's there's it's got good moments, but it's so boring. But he is a big role in that. I, I feel like that might be the biggest role I've seen of his. Yeah, he's in a Jackie Chan movie. In the eighties, called Armor of God, which is oh yeah, that's weird. Yeah, uh, he was in. I've seen him in. Um, I have seen him in uh, Delta Force. Yes, uh, he has yeah. a small. He's just a pilot, though. He's not on the force, which I feel is a waste mm-hmm. of his talents. Uh, <laughs> have you seen Delta Force? I have not seen Delta Force. That I, is I'm my favorite racist though. movie. <laughs> I should watch Delta Force, not because it's racist, but because it's probably really funny. It's, yeah. It is one of those films that it, the first half is legitimately good, and then it becomes an action film, and you're like, this is the stupidest Chuck Norris's motorcycle has rockets. Oh, he has a small part in Laser Mission, which I own but have never watched. <laughs> Me too! <laughs> That's it's Brandon- one of those... Yeah, Brandon Lee. It's one of yeah. those DVDs that's in like a super thin, like like hard case that you buy yeah. at like a dollar store. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 got, I, think I have laser mission. It's somehow public domain. Somebody fucked yeah. up, <laughs> and it's public domain. Uh, and he is someone fucked up, or no one wanted it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and I know you're not a fan, but he is an Inglorious Bastards. All right. Yeah, Inglorious Bastards is fine. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I, yeah. He's There's in just both parts of it I hate. Me too. I, I, I love that movie, but it's not perfect. But uh, uh, he is in both Inglorious Bastards. He's in the night. He's in nineteen seventy eight Inglorious Bastards and the Tarantino film. He's the only person yeah. to do both. So, and he's great there, in this as the worst detective in the history of movies. Oh boy, what a piece of shit! What, uh, what, just, a, what a real awful piece of shit he is. A cab, but even more. Yeah. Like, this movie uh, actually had like the other cop, Cook, not a bad guy. Uh, no, he seems fine. He seems he's fine. Just creepy. Yeah, he's just why, he's just. why are all of the cops just being really creepy, hiding and sneaking up on people, asking inappropriate questions, and like not really doing anything about the fact that there's a dead body? Like, like the cops are really not good at their job in they're, this movie. They're really bad cops. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a hardcore A cab film. <laughs> yeah, hardcore A cab. Because even the good cops bad at his job. Uh, yeah, I do like the other cop though. When 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 the aunt comes at him, he's like, "Okay, you know what? I'm gonna go home. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I quit. I quit. I'm gonna go. I'm out." If he's like the guy in the machete who just leaves. Um, yeah. Other people, not like um, uh, really only other people of note. I think. Uh, Julia Duffy's in this, playing the oldest teenager ever, uh, because I think she was almost thirty when this came yeah. out. That's the girlfriend, and yes, yeah, she was thirty years old. And uh, right after this, she was in Newhart, <laughs> Bob Newhart's TV show Newhart. And oh, wow, she played Stephanie. She played Stephanie in Newhart. Uh, she was nominated for seven Emmys for that show. Wow. Yeah, never won. Um, <laughs> 
sorry, I think probably Chio's beat her. But um, and she's still on TV. She's on TV all the time. Uh, so she's always working. And then in a really small role. Okay, good. I was afraid you were going to skip him and I was going to get upset. Uh, is Bill Paxton. Yes. My my love, Bill Paxton, rest in peace. Yeah. Oh, I love, yo. Yeah. I love Bill Paxton. Of course. Uh, I knew you did. You didn't. Yeah. You didn't. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you, I'm you an Aliens fan. Me. I have an alien behind <laughs> Yeah. Me. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, this is his second movie. I think is it is he really really that early in his it is career? his well he he hasn't it it is his oh my god you're right it it's is a second it's a second credited role um, yeah but he he's done some TV stuff he's done so, I like he was doing music videos with Barnes and Barnes before yes. this which yes, that's he, I love Barnes and Barnes yes yeah. Bill Paxton for those who do not know stars in and directed the video <laughs> for Fish Heads hell yes I will play a clip of right now. <laughs> They can't talk. Fish heads, fish heads, hurry, hurry, fish heads, fish heads, fish heads, eat them up, yum. I took a fish head out to see a movie. Didn't have to pay to get it in. Fish heads, fish heads, hurry, hurry. Very good. That would then be the second podcast I'm on where we talk about Bill Paxton, then talk about Barnes and Barnes, and then play a clip of a Barnes and Barnes song. That makes me very happy. <laughs> and is it Barnes and Barnes? Isn't that Billy Billy Mummy? Um, is it the the kid from yeah from uh yes yes it's uh Art Art Barnes and Artie Barnes are their names. Art names really should have been in Barnes and Barnes, ah. so it could have been Art. Art Barnes and Art Names. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, no, I, uh, Bill Mummy and Robert Hamer were Barnes and Barnes. I don't know yeah. who Robert Hamer is. Um, I don't either. I, just okay. <laughs> I, know, I know who Bill Mummy is. I, I, I mean, I think his claim to fame was he was in Barnes and Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> his claim to fame is being Bill Mummy's friend. So yeah. good job. But I, I read that... The original casting, and again, this is just like I read it online. I I can't source this. Um, that Bill Paxton was originally going to be in the Billy role. Yes, and then who was going to be Susan Tyrell's character? Who was going to be Aunt Cheryl? So there was um, a few. So you're right. I would also yeah. in the commentary. Um, the writer wanted Bill Paxton, but the studio wanted a name, so they got Jimmy Nichols. That um, is in- absurd. Yes, because that amazing. That would have been imagine, amazing. Well, imagine this movie's legacy if it's Bill Paxton. Yeah, it would be much more well known. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and I think he would have he would have done a great job. Did um, they mention who they wanted to cast yes. in the? So, so who was it? Because so the first I'm, choice was Patty Duke. Okay, which I think would have been good. Um, yeah. and Daryl Hannah read read for Julia. I know My that. God. Okay. Not for, yeah, yeah, not, yeah. For, not for the mom, for Julia. Okay. Um, but yeah, the first choice, one of the first choices was Patty Duke. Did you did you read another one? No, no, I was Daryl Hannah that I was I was looking for. Yeah. Um, but that imagine this movie with Patty <laughs> Duke, Bill Paxton, and Daryl Hannah. It's definitely not the same movie. In fact, it's not as good because Susan Tyrell isn't in it. But yeah. it probably <laughs> has, is so much more well known. People would be watching this movie. Yeah, because, like, yeah, Daryl Hannah and Patty Duke. Patty Duke is in the best Amityville film, the one about <laughs> the killer lamp, which yes. I recommend. 
uh, is I, that I, one about time? Is it? It's about time. No, it's the one before that. It's about this is it's, okay. it's the first of the Amityville garage sale movies. It's the one about oh my god <laughs> the, the killer lamp. It's called the Amityville um, garage sale. I did not coin that phrase. This whole oh, it's still funny. <laughs> I know, but I don't want to take credit. Uh, but yeah, that's a, that's a good bad movie. Um, it would have been this would have been a very different film. <laughs> yes. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, wild to think about. But yeah, I think I think the cast they got works. I think you know mm-hmm. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy McNichol. Eh, he's, well, I, that's the thing is Bill Paxton is so big. Like even in his early movies, he like emotes and like sells mm-hmm. and everything. So I think the Billy character may have been too much. Yeah, and people would like, have been like, "Why the why the fuck is this guy? Why 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 is her why is her son from Texas?" <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> Bill Paxton is the most from Texas. Um, oh man! Yeah. yeah, may he rest in peace. I love, <laughs> I love Bill Paxton absolutely. Yeah. Watch Nightcrawler. People listening to this podcast, if you, I don't think I've seen that. That's the movie with um Jake Gyllenhaal as the. Oh, he, that yeah. that I thought there was a different Nightcrawler. No, not no, the, the new Nightcrawler. No, no, no. Yeah, no, that no. movie's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I last... didn't even remember that. <laughs> no, no, he's great in that too. He um you know, we lost he's him great too in soon. everything. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. spoil the fucking shit out of this because I just want to talk to Madeline about this movie now. <laughs> um, yeah. Again, it's on Shudder. Uh, it might be other places. There is a Blu-ray that is very good by Code Red. Um, you owe it to your life to watch this movie before we spoil it. So your last warning. Um, Madeline, mm-hmm. the opening of this film. <laughs> Alright. So this movie <laughs> opens with just this beautiful, idyllic house and this lovely young couple saying goodbye to, you know, the mom's sister uh, who is holding their beautiful baby boy. Mm-hmm. And so they're going off on a trip and leaving the little boy at home with the aunt. And they get in the car. Freeze frame on the aunt before they leave. freeze frame on them. <laughs> fade to the road (laughs) um where they're driving along with a clothes rack in the back with all their shirts hanging which (laughs) just really drew my attention this time around um and they realize that their brakes have been cut yes or just out their brakes are broken their brakes do not work anymore there's just no brakes in the car no more Mm -hmm. um so mountain road mountain road they're on a mountain road and they are swerving around like crazy and you're waiting for them to go off the side of the mountain. But that doesn't happen. <laughs> James, what happens? <laughs> Instead, remember that scene, everybody? I'm not talking to you because you you, you, you like different kind of bad films. In Lethal yeah. Weapon 3, <laughs> there's that scene where, or, or, or Final Destination, basically yes. logging trucks are bad. Mm-hmm. And that lo- they slam into a logging truck. Log decapitates the dad. Yes, a very graphic decapitation. Very graphic. It's, it's very incredible. much a fake head. Um, it's so silly, but yes. 
And then that this craft just keeps going. And the part that really got me that was genuinely dis- genuinely disturbing is the mom looking at the dad and screaming. And yes. then she screams, what's happening? Yeah. And, which also like what a sincere thing to yell yes. in a because in a, everybody always screams they yell something stupid she says what's happening which i feel like would be a rational person's reaction to the car then fl- <laughs> the car then rolls down a hill flies off a cliff lands mm-hmm. <laughs> lands on the roof then if yeah. you want to think chris elliott style they could be okay <laughs> Like, the car then explodes. Huge explosion. This They are dead. It is a very drawn-out, brutal death scene for the two parents. Yes, and um, I do like that right before they die, they're looking at a picture of their son. Yep, which yes. then uh, floats to the ground, right? Yes, and then flash forward. I also do like, so, so, so the, the, the movie really plays home that this is the 60s. The the radio is announcing the results of the first Super Bowl. Like in case you didn't know, um, this is the sixties. And then we flash forward to present day, nineteen eighty one, and so you hear the mom like so so then so the aunt is raising this raising Billy, and in the first scene you hear her crying and saying his name when she's in bed. Oh boy, yeah. Is she um having what is a she... dream? What what what? what do you kind think of... she's? Is you think she's having a wet dream or she's masturbating? Which I think she, I thought she was masturbating. I thought she was yeah? masturbating. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's that's it, probably what's happening. Let's be realistic. <laughs> yeah, but I you don't wanna... realize you don't realize right away because you don't know what's going to happen in this movie. But yeah, she's yeah. definitely watching it the second time. Watching it the second <laughs> yeah. third time, I'm like, is he? Is he, is he going to town? Because <laughs> I definitely thought she was having a dream. But now that you've pointed it out. That is absolutely what is happening. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! I did it. <laughs> and then she goes into Billy's room and looks through his wallet, finds a condom, um, mm-hmm. and then way too creepily gets on top of him, caresses his shoulder, and purrs. Yeah, like a sexy like like purr into his ear to wake him up for school. Yes, and again, yeah. content warning for this film. Yes, for this for this podcast. This, this is a a hun- This is a very problematic film, and we're gonna tell you all about it. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go into all the problems. Yeah, uh, and you know, you get you get the idea that like she seems off, but aside mm-hmm. from that, when you first watch it, you don't put, connect the dots of what she's doing in bed, and she seems a little touchy, but like not not criminal. Just yeah. weird. Just weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then B- Billy's coming home from school, <laughs> um, and Cheryl is doing up her toes mm-hmm. and humming what it, I she's... think is. Go yeah, ahead. What is she humming? No, you go ahead. I think she was humming the theme to Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh my God! I think that might be true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, she really is is doing herself up. Like, she gets pretty every day. And also around this time has a conversation with her friend, um, Margie. Is it Marge, Margie, Margie. Yeah. Um, about, and Margie is like, 
look, you really, you know, there's a nice man who I could set you up on a date with. And she's like, I don't date. I don't want to date. I have no interest in a date or a blind date ever. And I, then I'm it's busy like, with, 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 with Billy and pickling things. Yes, that's it. She she pickles. She pickles quite a bit. Yes. Oh, does she? Her, her Spoiler. passion is pickling. Yes. Yeah. Those pickling. That pickling is foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yes. But but yes. So she puts a lot into her presentation and and looking really nice and cute and has no interest in ever dating anyone, but, uh, but loves to be around her nephew. <laughs> yes. And the TV repairman. Yes. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Wait. So, do you? Okay. So, so sh- let's talk about the thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's Go talk ahead. about the thing, and then I'll. Okay. All right. So Billy says, "I'm trying to get a scholarship. There's going to be a scout watching me play basketball. Um, and I'm going to go go away to Denver, far away." And she gets very upset. She's like, no, don't, please. They have a fight. And then eventually she's like, okay, fine. You know, if you get the scholarship, I'm fully behind you. Um, Can you stop by the TV repair place and tell him to come over and fix the TV? Oh, are you citizen C plan this? I am, yeah. Okay, yeah, because... That was what I was going to ask you. Did she plan this... So she aggressively yeah. advances towards the repair man. He refutes her. Yes. Although he does she... whip his dick out and say, work it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. He doesn't take it out. Oh, okay. I think he just points at it because that's like one of the points that the cops make. They're like, he didn't, You're he right. wasn't it's, like, yeah. no dick. No, it wasn't hard or anything. Like, yeah. He, yeah, he, so yeah, go she, ahead. And go, yeah. Yeah. So basically the repair man comes over, Billy's out of basketball practice and she, um, is in like lingerie, not lingerie, but like a nighty, right? And yeah, comes in yeah. and she's like, take me, I want you, I need a man, do whatever you want to me, anything. Rips her, her shirt open. It's like, her the girls are hanging are all out, out in a really unflattering way. And he's like, what the hell, lady? No, get off me, leave me alone. Uh, and she will not back off. Like, she is like aggressively, like, go like getting on this guy yeah and and he's like get off me leave me alone i'm not interested and she's like i'll do anything you can do anything to me and he points down he's like fine work it and then (laughs) i'm sorry you saying it was funny and then then she's like oh like disgusted yeah this is weird so he pushes her off and goes to leave and she grabs a knife and murders him yeah 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 and as she's murdering him, Billy shows up, and <laughs> okay, she what's up? oh no, and she yells rape. Yeah, and this is our this is the first big problem. <laughs> <laughs> and Billy, you know, Billy's an interest. Billy's role in this is interesting because I feel like in his heart he knows it's not true. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, if it you doesn't saw make your sense, care- but yeah, if, if you saw your primary caregiver killing someone and then yelling rape, it'd be really hard for you not to believe them. Mm-hmm. When you're 17 years old. Yeah. You know? Which, again, is part of why I think that this was a good casting choice. Because yeah. this guy just looks so dopey. He looks yeah, so confused. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he just left the Parfit family, and now he's coming into this shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come on, get hat. Oh, no. Um, and see this. She, she, this, 
the, uh, the aftermath of her saying, he tried to rape me with her breasts out. Yes, her breasts covered in blood, fully out there, rubbing them up against Billy. And covered, <laughs> like, yeah. And then Margie comes over and she says, he tried yeah. to oh, rape then, then, me. Uh, then there's this like extended scene of Margie and her husband arriving in their car, having like a really mundane conversation and then walking into this house and seeing this. It's like also, such an odd break. <laughs> also, it's Billy's birthday. Yes, we mentioned Billy's that. Birthday. 17th birthday. Yes. Happy birthday to you. Um, happy birthday, Billy. Enjoy this. Birth- enjoy this. Yeah. And the movie then takes a wild turn because you think yeah. this is already crazy. But uh, Bo Severinsen, um, uh, Detective Carlson, shows up, doesn't buy her story. Nobody yeah. buys her story. But no. uh, Carlson makes a real big leap when he finds out that. Uh, the victim, Phil Brody, was gay. Yeah. Actually, this was the point in the movie where I said to to, to my boyfriend, Matt, I'm like, you will never be able to guess what happens next. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and he tried a few things. I'm like, no, nah, none of that. No, nah, You son. cannot guess. No. Um, I mean, uh, so, so like even before like the gay reveal happens, he's like sitting down with her at the table and, 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 and he's like, you know, are you interested? Do you have a, a man? Do you have a boyfriend? And she's like, no, no, no. He came in, he tried to rape me. And, and he's are like, you do you like, do you like women? And she's like, no, that's disgusting. Yeah. And like there, the, that was the first time like a red flag went up. I'm like, uh Oh, <laughs> but again, I, I think there was a point you were making earlier about the characters in the movie are, are super homophobic and horrible. I don't think the movie is. Well, the movie. Like, I don't think the writers are. Well, the writer's gay. Yeah. Yeah, the writer and, is gay. And he, okay, then they definitely aren't. I didn't know that, but like, I didn't get the vibe that the people who wrote the characters, like, like, because it's got two of the the most like mundane gay guys I've ever yeah, seen in a movie. So yeah, so yeah. Carlson finds out that the victim was gay and that he was in a mm-hmm. relationship with Billy's co- Billy's basketball coach. Yeah. And gets in his head that Billy killed uh Billy killed Phil because of a love triangle between Billy, him, and Tom, which is ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah. he says uh, a lot of slurs. Oh my god. He, yeah, they say, is, is saying a lot of slurs. There's a there's lot a of the F bomb. Yeah. yeah, he drops the F word like five times in under a minute. <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> like the fun F word everyone. The, the other, the other, no, the other no, one. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the slur. <laughs> and and Billy, so when and then so he makes that he makes the coach quit his job. Mm-hmm. And Tom, the coach, he's never portrayed as a bad person. He's no, never portrayed as a deviant for being with yeah. high school boys. I mean, um, he's not even he's not even gay coded. He's like, yeah. you know, like they didn't they don't make give him any personality or no. whatever to imply that he's gay. He's a regular person yeah. who is gay. Yeah. It is like one of the most realistic depictions of a gay man. Like, and show was I Phil. Mean, Phil, not, there's nothing. There's yeah. nothing dandy about Phil either. No, they're just they're, they're just regular guys who just, are in a relationship together. Dude, you like yeah. cops? I mean, yo, um, yeah. relatable. And like um, the coach is the coach is very obviously like just depicted as a good person. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Billy does not care that he's gay. Yeah, does not care. When no, Billy's like, out, I don't, I don't care. They're like, did you know he was gay? He's like, nah. I don't care. And and that's a really good one thing also. Like I had I had friends and family who were like really into the high school sports when they were when they were in high school. And mm-hmm. the level in which 
a high school athlete will trust their coach. Yeah. I think, and it's a small thing, but this movie totally portrays it very well. It's like when shit, when shit gets bad and worse and worse and worse, the first person Billy goes to is his coach. And that's yeah. completely realistic. That's what a kid yeah. would do. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just a, a great portrayal. And Carlson is just, he's a character that like in 1981, you would hate him. <laughs> in yeah. 2022, yo, you want that fucker to die. Because he is yeah. so I mean, homophobic. He is un- unbelievably like. <laughs> there are so many scenes where like he shows up and I'm like, oh no, oh no, is he going to do a hate crime? <laughs> like, <laughs> like almost every time he shows up on screen, I'm just waiting for him to do a hate crime. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Um, he pulls a like, gun even, on a Mexican. He accuses no, just in his office. In his he, yeah. He, they, there's a scene where there's uh, like a very ag- aggressive, angry, barking German shepherd, um, like behind a door. And, and when he shows up, he's like, I like dogs like that. <laughs> oh, his, like what, a, what a good and strange characterization. <laughs> his only redeeming trait is that he's good to his dog. Yeah. 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 So but he's... but I bet he also taught that dog to murder. Like, I bet I bet that that like he's good to the dog, but he probably the dog is. is yeah. <laughs> he made that dog racist like in that Sam Fuller film. That's kind of uh, what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should watch White Dog. Anyway. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> I, think I've, I think I've seen White Dog. I own White Dog. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. anyway White, White I, Dog is rough. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a tough one. Anyway, uh, at the same time this is happening, the other, other thing is that uh, Aunt Cheryl really doesn't want Billy to leave, so she gets some of that magical movie drug um, that knocks you out super quick, which I wish yeah. I wish I had, like next yeah. to my bed every night. It's like a an eyedropper in a little vial with a liquid in it, and it you know uh, just seems to put him down, makes him a little dizzy, and then he goes down. Yeah, no you know, I have idea to what get, it is. I have to get an <laughs> yeah. MRI next month, and I'm terrified yeah. of it. And I want that drug. Oh, I had an MRI last month. It's not that bad. I've had two, and I almost died. Anyway, uh, I I can't do the. We'll talk later. I can't do the. Okay, all right. Anyway. Okay, okay. And I'm and I like I am the opposite of like an agoraphobe. I'm also a a giant. uh, Yeah. 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 I mean, I am. I'm. (laughs) Pretty big woman. I'm, I'm, I'm big. Let's not talk about a BMIs. Anyway. Okay. 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 Uh, <laughs> I, li- I like to go. I like to go. In. I mean, I'm like six feet tall. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, my BMI probably not great either, but like I'm tall. Yes. Um, but I like to be in little rat holes. So I so do like, not. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. He, she, he, she gets, he, Billy's playing a big game for a scout. Also, his, his teammate, Bill Paxton, hates him. Um, yeah. That's Bill and, Paxton's entire role is kind of just heckling Billy a few yeah, times, fun. and that's, that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he passes out, and then I think the when it really gets even more fucked up is when he wakes up in that quote-unquote attic apartment. Oh, God. She makes this weird child's room in the attic for him, and he's like, no, this is your apartment, and you're going to live in here. It's like almost every time like she will do something absolutely crazy mm-hmm. and then afterwards regardless of the situation be like well now you can't go to college <laughs> it's like oh i almost got raped and killed someone now you can't go to college <laughs> and and he's like i need to go and said like, no you'll stay here stay here with me i'll teach you things 
Oh my goodness. And it's like, <laughs> ah, ah, <laughs> yeah. And but yeah, she is do she's pulling out all the stuff. She's trying to figure out how to keep him in the house for the rest of his life with her. Yeah. Yes. And at this and uh Billy's starting to realize, hey, my aunt's kind of fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I need some help here. And yeah. so around around this time also, she goes out and he goes takes his girlfriend back to the house and they're you know, having some fun teen sex. Yes. I do and, feel yeah, like Cheryl. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I do feel like that, that is also kind of a concession that maybe they wrote to like, you know, Billy's not gay. Yeah. No, I don't know. Because there's also, honestly, it's a really odd scene mm-hmm. because so part of the, like before that, um, the, the homophobic uh, hate crime detective. Carlson. Uh, finds the girlfriend right mm-hmm. and pull and like it's like i need to talk to you about private mat private matters let's take a walk together so they take a walk and he's like do you make it with your boyfriend <laughs> it's like just so gross and she's like i'm not answering that question <laughs> and he's like come on do you guys like you know make love <laughs> or whatever <laughs> are you making it <laughs> Like, just so icky. Yeah. And she refuses to answer and walks away. And then then the well, scene uh, happens where, where they are, are going to have sex. And she makes a comment. She's like, why don't we have sex more? Like, she's now questioning whether yeah, what's, or it, not. What's, would really happen, I think. Yeah. Also. Which I, I thought was really, like, just, again, this movie has, the script has a bizarre amount of nuance for yeah. how insane it is um and then and then they they of course start to have sex but i i kind of i like characterizing him as like not a sex fiend like he's yeah like like he's just you know he's like i like you like yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) like maybe billy's gonna grow up to be a healthy bisexual who knows (laughs) um but But yeah, Aunt Cheryl does in fact walk in on them having sex, and mm-hmm. it is like her first real—I mean, not counting when she murdered the guy—her first kind of uh, like break yes. in front of him, where where she starts screaming like "Get that slut out of your bed!" Yes. and and being like, "Everyone's a pervert. Everybody's perverts." <laughs> I wonder if her like did, did did Cheryl have another sister who's the mom and Carrie? Like, what happened here? I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, no, she's got some Carrie vibes. Yeah. yeah. Carrie's mom yeah. vibes, yeah. Carrie's mom vibes. Yeah. Yeah. And Carrie with a capital C, not the name of the title. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Um and I think that's when Billy's like, My my aunt's fucked up. And yeah. he tries they they both him and his girlfriend start doing some digging. Not mm-hmm. not not the other kind. They already did some digging. Um <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm a child. Um, and this is also is this this is when Cheryl cuts her hair. Yeah, it is. Yes. It is shortly after this that Cheryl hacks all of her hair off. I think and, it's when she sees Billy having sex with somebody else, she starts really breaking and um and hacks and her, off all her, her hair. Body language changes. She just, turns into a gremlin. Yeah, everything about the performance is just over the top. Mm-hmm. Incredible, mm-hmm. and. Billy is looking in the room and to find something about him about Cheryl, her, his his quote unquote aunt. We'll get there, and 
Julia's trying to distract Cheryl and she gets meat tender. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. The way that, so she, Cheryl takes a piece of steak out of the, and it's already like the grossest, like thin cut slab of steak. And she slaps it on the counter and she takes out a meat tenderizer and it's just going like ham on that thing. Like she's just slamming that mallet into that beef and it is disgusting mm-hmm. and and uh and uh girlfriend julie is just trying to distract her while you know billy tries to find some evidence of whatever weird thing is going on and she gets her with the meat tenderizer it's very <laughs> funny yes it's like yes. it's a, it's behind the fridge door it's it's like yeah. a really funny shot yeah and then there's blood in the fridge door and she's like oopsie and he cleans it up yeah. when when Margie's yeah. there because Margie does not notice the blood. Um, yeah. yeah, and uh, uh, Julia not dead. Mm-hmm. But where is she? In the basement with Billy's dad. Yes. <laughs> who is, is pickle? Yes. Yeah, so so. <laughs> spoiler: If you hadn't figured it out, Cheryl is Billy's mom. Yeah. And Billy finds it out, and, and you'll find out all from him in a minute. And yeah. his dad tried to leave her, and uh, Cheryl don't play that, and mm-hmm. she cut his head off and fucking pickled it and left the body in the basement. Do you think she rode that body? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, positively. Yeah. yeah. Positively. It's on do a you, bed. Do you think something else is pickled somewhere? Oh man, I hope I hope not, but maybe you're probably right. Let's yeah. be realistic. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is this is a bald episode. A, you are making me learn more about Cheryl than I realized. <laughs> I'm just, Well, maybe it's freeze dried. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I don't know, maybe it's in resin. <laughs> <laughs> and so Billy keeps getting drawn because Billy's kind of stupid. <laughs> Yeah, she and keeps giving him milk. She ke- pint glasses of milk, which already like I think that anybody who drinks milk like in a large glass as a beverage is like there's something wrong with that person. Yeah, but like she keeps giving him these like fucking beer pint glasses filled to the brim with milk, and he he's like, oh, I'll just slam that, <laughs> and then he passes out every time. <laughs> Maybe I'm lactose intolerant. No, it's 1981. <laughs> we didn't have that phrase yet. Uh, and then when he wakes up the last time, that's when he 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 presents, I guess, his birth certificate. He finds it. Yeah, and, and she has this great moment where she's like, "I guess you know, I'm your mom." <laughs> Just like excited about is, it. Is Ugh. this when she licks his face? So, <laughs> I I think it happens shortly after this. So yeah. So Margie has shown up, overhears yeah, this conversation. Margie then hides. <laughs> Cheryl catches her, kills her, and then she goes and drugs Billy again and uh, pours milk all over him and licks it off of his neck. And it, it, it is like this weird, like milk, m- like mother milk symbol with her like licking him in the sexiest way. It's like so vile. It's it, incredible. Like, yeah, it it's it is amazing. Again, like it, the, I. When when I watched this the second time with my buddy Justin, we were both pointing at the screen and going, "Oh!" 
<laughs> like, like that's the only noise that we could come up with. <laughs> Again, just the level in which Susan Tyrell just Commits. throws herself in this role. And when C- huh. you said Seagull's gremlin, uh, I think, like, again, I just watched Night Court. Like, the way she's walking and acting, she acts like an evil bull from Night Court. <laughs> like, I just like, she's like, like, you can't, this is a audio podcast, but she's just like, yeah. And like, I didn't expect <laughs> her to say, okay. Like, this, like, it's just, it's, it's like, it would be, it would be more in place in like a 1930s slapstick comedy. Oh my God. Yeah. But, she owns it. She's so yeah. good. Yeah. And then she finally goes full homicidal on like even more than before mm-hmm. when she finds out Margie knows too much. Yeah. Oh, Margie's dead at this point. Margie's fucking no, not yet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because well, either way, Margie dies now. <laughs> yeah, with a machete. Yeah. And also, when did the backyard become a jungle? <laughs> I don't know. It's like a full-blown like swamp in the Everglades at all of a sudden. Like where are they? Colorado. Like their their campus looks like like Los Angeles. Yeah. Like the school campus, their high school looks like yeah. some like I don't know Los Angeles or Stanford or something. Mm-hmm. Um and, and their backyard looks like the Everglades. So bizarre. None of it looks like Colorado. And there's a whole there's a there's a there's a shed very far away from the house where Julia is hiding, mm-hmm. and that's where the other that's where the not that's where the bad as in not good, but not evil cop gets killed. Yes. Um, and yeah, it's a massive property, and things just the 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 degree in which things fall apart in the last thirty minutes. Well, last last yeah. ten minutes. Ten minutes. There's the yeah. fight in the water. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Cheryl finds Julie, gets her into the the Everglades swamp, <laughs> and they they just like are rolling around trying to drown each other. And then again, we get another really intense freeze frame on Cheryl's face at the end of that one. Yeah, um, without really knowing what happened. Yeah, and then and she shows up in the house. Yeah, shows up in the house and has her final conversation with Billy. Mm-hmm. Billy kills the shit out of her twice. Yeah, well, the first time yeah. he stabs her, and she's like, "I'm gonna get a kiss." <laughs> like she like mouths him. It's so amazing. Yeah, she died as he lived, trying to fuck her son. <laughs> she gets um, stabbed in the chest and like throws her body upwards to get her full mouth on his mouth. It is incredible. We, we, we also didn't explain like why Billy thinks she's her his aunt. Yeah. And she kind of briefly mentions that the her parents try to take him away from her. I I think it was so she got pregnant. Yeah. And had the baby and Chuck who is the father was like I I'm going to leave you. I don't want a baby. And everyone You're else is like she's too young and crazy. So they had her older sister adopt the child to raise as cousin. their own. Yeah. Um <laughs> and and then she wanted him back. So yes. she murdered her sister and her sister's husband and her uh, her ex, who is the the father of her child. Yes. So she yes. murders three people yeah, before, re- like pretty early. Before yeah. the movie even starts, she murdered one. And then yes. she murdered two. So two see, more. how many people does Cheryl kill? So you're right. She's a serial killer. So one, two, she's, three. Uh, yeah. 
then there'll be Pam Man, and then Margie, and, and then the, cop. the bad cop. So six people? Yeah. yeah she's that got we know at of. least six that we know of. Yeah. 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 So damn, you're right. Wow. Yeah, which we can guess, like, you know, there were 17 years where she was raising Billy, where who knows if she found another boyfriend and killed him. But yeah, but no, yeah, she definitely like there's not that. I mean, in real life, there's barely any female serial killers. And then in like movies, there's there's only a handful. Or you're, um, all, or you're just better at it. We don't get caught. I, <laughs> <laughs> I love the sentiment. <laughs> <laughs> but it's she's honestly like a fantastic yeah. serial killer figure um <laughs> yeah i mean and it's fun because the movie is like kind of um genre bending oh totally like like it's a thriller it's an erotic thriller but then it's also kind of a horror movie um it, it's fun it's kind of playing by its own rules yeah yeah and yeah. then she's dead but the villain of the movie is not dead <laughs> because no. Hey, because she killed six up. people, but I hate, but I hate that pig more. Um, yeah, yeah. Billy calls. Billy kills his mother. Right. Yes. Calls the coach and is like, I don't know what to do. I killed my mom. And he's like, Your mom? What the fuck? I'm coming <laughs> over. Because <laughs> because coach is a bud. Um. So coach shows up, mm-hmm. and then the cop shows up. And, and then he, yeah, yeah. This was my big. Oh no! Please don't do a hate crime moment. Yeah. Like, yeah. He- he yeah. tries to. He he, he wants to do a hate crime. He's he basically to, like, yeah. I'm gonna kill the gays now. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna kill all the gays. And uh with Billy kills the like I just love it because Billy just fucking murders him. Like Yeah. Uh yeah, like in cold blood almost. Like Billy gets the gun, like and and just points it at the cop, and the cop's like, Don't do that. And he waits a moment. He's like, No, nah, I'm gonna do that. And then he just <laughs> fight like uh, like unloads the whole gun at him. Like, I'm gonna do that. You're right. Uh, like he said, give me the gun. Give me the gun. He fucking gives him that gun. He fucking suits the shit out of him. Yeah, he gives him all the bullets. Yes. <laughs> and the the uh, then there's that movie ends ridiculous post end freeze frame scroll. Oh, but did you catch uh-huh. right before that happens? The the other the, the the cops that are left show up and are like, oh fuck, what the fuck? Uh, throw your gun in the air, and they bring Julie back because she's not dead, and they got her in a trauma blanket, and and she's <laughs> screaming, and she runs up and and grabs him, and starts whispering in his ear, Billy, 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 just like Cheryl did. Ah, I didn't think about Isn't that. Isn't that so creepy? I it has to be intentional. Yeah, right. Billy's fucked. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Billy's Billy's not gonna have a good time for the rest of his life. No. But then, then, but then they're like, "Oh, it's too too grim an ending. Let's put a weird, like, like then some words come on the screen." Yeah, it's like <laughs> Billy it's was like, found Billy, not guilty by temporary due to insanity. temporary insanity, which is like self defense. Honestly, like I, I, would have been just fine <laughs> in the real world. It wouldn't. It wouldn't even go to trial. No, I don't think yeah, so either. Yeah. I think the first murder would have, and the second one wouldn't have. Yes. So. And, then, and then, like, they're both at college now. And I would, I love, in my head, Canon Billy ended up being a fantastic basketball player and in the NBA. And mm-hmm. then his life story becomes like trivia. Like, yeah. A, I feel like a five time no NBA way. champion Billy McNichol murdered his mother. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> There's no way that those two sentences were in the original script, right? Yeah, no way. Yeah. They they slapped that on because it was too much of a bummer ending. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But let's like again, why this movie is great. Um, yes. When it came out, not many reviews, most of them are bad. But like this mm-hmm. movie is great on multiple levels. Yeah. Uh the performance is unbelievable. Uh, we talk about Susan Tyrell, but like both Sevenson's goodness too. Like he is yeah. a great prick. Mm-hmm. You want him to die. Um, it's directed really naturally, almost like a TV show. You know, duh. And the 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 house is weird and a cool. Like it's like such a big yeah. house. Like this, the that adds to it. Good. It has good atmosphere. Um, and then also there's the whole thing about it being a fantastic early portrayal of gay people in 1981. Yeah. Oh, I'm just looking at at the the shooting location. So it was shot in in LA. Yeah, Yeah. and that was a real house. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That that house is incredible. It's a great house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh Uh-huh. But Um, I... Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. It's like like whatever happened to Baby Jane, but with gay subtext. Well, more gay subtext. (laughs) Because that must be gay, too. Um, Yeah. It's great. And, like, kind of like some... A lot like... uh, Nightmare Two, Nightmare mm-hmm. on Elm Street Two, like yeah, but more Although intentionally. I would say night- Nightmare Two is is if it is intentional, it is also mean spirited. That's about a good it. point. Yeah, yeah, this is like not. like Nightmare Two is not uh is not like yeah, being gay is fine. Nightmare Two is like it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the dude who plays Tom, Tom the coach, mm-hmm. was in Nightmare yeah. Two. Oh, that's great. So that's, that's not yeah, the gayest I, film he's in. <laughs> <laughs> I just rewatched that recently too. It, it, it is. Uh, it has some delightful effects. That movie, right? The other thing that's crazy about Butcher Baker is like, I'm like looking at the Wikipedia. It says based on Oedipus the King. <laughs> it's like I, it's like yeah. Reading its Wikipedia page makes it sound like it's way more of a scholarly film than it actually is. And I like, don't know if it's based on Oedipus the King. I don't think so I at all. Who wrote this essay? <laughs> that's like, like that's like when I was researching Enter the Ninja and the trivia section on IMDB said filmed on location in a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> the ninja <laughs> enter the ninja i think someone's fucking with you um but either way like it, the movie's surprisingly good yeah it's yeah. just the subject matter is is so so um i i don't know like distasteful yeah that <laughs> yeah, i don't bit. think it really has a chance at ever being massively popular no yeah i mean hey chinatown was yeah <laughs> so in terms, I went through this weird, weird streak of like accident. Well, sometimes accidentally, sometimes on purpose, showing my friends movies of incest in them. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> well, we were watching a lot of Andy Milligan films, also. Yeah. And Andy Milligan, that's yeah. a that's a recurring. That would theme. do it. That'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> and when when they when you when this movie had its third act reveal, my friend was like, "James, goddamn it, you did it again! <laughs> you did it again with the surprise incest." Uh, but. Yes, it's shocking and exploitative, but it's also legitimately a lot like Angel with, with mm-hmm. also Susan Tyrell. It is playing with very exploitive exploitative tropes and ideas, mm-hmm. but it's delivering it in a incredibly and surprisingly well made movie. Yeah. It's not yeah. just trash. No, it's not. I, it is like 
a delight. Like it's fun. Yeah, and crazy. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, but but it's surprisingly good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know what else to say about it. It's surprisingly surprisingly good. That's to be on the box. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I have one last thing to say about it. Just go watch it. Like even if you hadn't seen it and you listened to this whole thing, it's still great. Like, yeah. it, I think even if you know what's going to happen, it's still fantastic. Yeah, just because yeah. if nothing else, for Susan Tyrell. Yes, absolutely. Yes, like, yeah, and I like, we gonna... we cannot articulate how incredible her performance. Is. She this movie was nominated for Saturn, which is kind of a real award. Um, that's wild. Yeah, yes, but that's it. It was nominated for it. Both sevens and one won an award for his performance by the Academy of Science Fiction. So he won a Saturn. And this was nominated for Best Low-Budget Film. Yeah. Um, but Susan Tyrell got nothing. And that's a goddamn shame. She is just is. one of the best performances I've ever seen in a exploitation movie. Just mm-hmm. Beyond the pale. So, uh, Madeline, thank you for exposing me to this nightmare. Oh, uh, very, very glad that you enjoyed it. Two for two. Uh, <laughs> now what are you gonna show me? Like, what do you got next? God, <laughs> you gotta, you I don't gotta, know. You got You got to top. Uh, you, you can't top this. I don't think. I mean, between yeah, probably probably not. Yeah, but between, I, I can give you some recommendations. Yeah, we'll talk later. Between this and Fangs, I don't know what you do. But uh, as of as of this recording, Twitter still exists. So where can they <laughs> find, where can they find you online? I am. Luckily, DVD box set on all social media. Yeah, good. Okay. So, so any social media. Um, you can also find me on my podcast, Madeline and Her Attorney Watch Movies. That is on Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, whatever you listen to podcasts on. I've done my best to try to get it available there. And uh, yeah. And you did me an old man favor by making it downloadable now, so I can put it. I did. You can download I, it. I can mm-hmm. put it on. I'm showing you my MP3 player. Yeah, right. that's that is I great. own an MP3 player in 2022. So yes, <laughs> I recommend Madeline and her attorney podcast. Fantastic. He was on here too. If you want to watch the episode about uh, Shakedown. Oh man, was, uh, Shakedown was great. We still make references to Shakedown. I would hope so. Um, we got to do yeah. Fatal Beauty next. But anyway, uh, you can find me on almost all social media as Lost Turntable. I'm on everything except Instagram because they hacked me and banned me. Um but yes, uh, uh, YouTube, Twitter, uh, I'm Tumblr. Uh, I have a co-host account. I don't know what the fuck co-host is, but I'm on it. So if Twitter, <laughs> Twitter, if Twitter, if uh, Twitter gets it like um, Aunt Cheryl's boyfriend, then uh, you can find me on those other services. But uh, Madeline, again, thank you so much. This was always as as always. This was in unhinged fun. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. Anytime. And yeah. I'll, I'll be back again in two weeks with another episode. Until then, take care. Yeah.